Good morning and welcome to AC23. I'm your host, Pam Bordelon, and got an exciting group joining me this morning. We have Kim Newstrom, who's the Executive Director for the Baton Rouge Blues Foundation, and our very own Jonathan Grimes, Executive Vice President of the Arts Council of Greater Baton Rouge, and our personal music guru here. <laughs> welcome, guys. Hi, good morning. Hey, good morning. So one of the things I discovered when we started pl- uh, gathering information for the 50th anniversary of the Arts Council was that we birthed the Blues Fest, and that it's now put on by the Baton Rouge Blues Foundation, and it's taking place the weekend of April 22nd and 23rd. So kind of, Kim, what can you tell us about the, the Blues Fest and the foundation and kind of how it all got started? Well, first, I love the way that you described it, that the Arts Council birthed it, because it did <laughs> begin... 40 years ago uh, on the campus of Southern University. So that was when it first began, and really it thrived there and grew to the extent that it then relocated to downtown Baton Rouge. But what has maintained itself is the fact that it is a free outdoor celebration of blues music that was also born on the banks of the Mississippi right here uh, in Baton Rouge, you know, sort of nestled in between, you know, you have the New Orleans jazz yeah. kind of vibe, and then you have in the South South Louisiana, Cadiana, kind of Cajun and Zydeco, but, but right here is really the epicenter of sort of this South... Southern uh, swamp blues that that came from uh, you know some amazing musicians that uh, that worked at refineries that worked in cane fields that were were truly um, uh, singing and writing the blues after hours on weekends after yeah. they had put in a lot of hard work and this was yeah. their way to unwind and decompress was to sing the blues as we all do, you yeah. know. So uh, so really, this uh, this is technically our 27th blues festival. There mm-hmm. were some missing years that happened in between them, sure. whether it was COVID or other reasons. Uh, but this is the 27th year that we'll be gathering with with the people of Baton Rouge in the region. And, you know, and we're, we're starting to also see audiences from around the country come to this festival, which is ultimately our goal, to bring others from outside this area to celebrate Celebrate what we know is such a cultural gem here, and we're starting to see that happen. Well, I'm going to have to tell you a little story. Traveling home to Alabama last weekend, I had my buddy guy T-shirt on from Mm -hmm. his performance March the 1st and uh, stopped it at a a fast food restaurant to get something to eat, and the the grill cook turned around and he said, I want your shirt. (laughs) And I said, you can't have it. And we were just in the while he was cooking my hamburger, he said something. I said, he said, did you, so you, do you just like Buddy Guy? I said, no, I actually was at the concert. Oh, wow. And he said something about why was I there? And I said, well, I'm from Baton Rouge. And he said, if you're from Baton Rouge, you love the blues. So I was <laughs> oh, excited that somebody in the state of Alabama yeah. associated Baton Rouge with the blues. Right. That was kind of a Somewhere we're doing something right. Well, that's a marketing person's dream <laughs> right, right there to yes. hear someone else has gotten the message and and not only got it, but is helping perpetuate it, you know, and yeah. acknowledge that. So that that's a great story. So yeah. I, I was real excited about that. So what makes, you know, Mississippi has the Delta Blues. Mm-hmm. So what makes our blues different from theirs? I mean, I don't know. As a, as a non- Musician, uh, certainly I sing as most of us do, but um, I, I don't know if I'm the best person to describe the difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just know it's really more of 
and again, my lack of technical terms sure. in the music world, but it's just a feel. And I think that when we say swamp blues and, you know, sort of blues, it's a birth near a river mm-hmm. there. There's it's more of a feeling is, yeah. is the only thing I can say. Um, but but back to Buddy Guy, one of the first things I did when I came on board uh, the Blues Festival and Foundation uh, just about five years ago was go to Letsworth mm-hmm. um, for his blues marker that was being erected. Interestingly enough, on behalf of the state of Mississippi, yeah, you know, so uh, but to they can go- they can try to claim me, but we're I not know they're let creeping them across state lines, <laughs> right. right? But uh, but that was one of the first things I did in my capacity at the Blues Festival. But uh, but again, there were people there from Mississippi traveling for this ceremony. There were mm-hmm. obviously a big Louisiana contingency, and you know, there's a lot of discussion that happens around birthplaces and yeah. origins. Uh, I, I uh, you know, at times really choose to focus on the celebration and the common ground that we can find in that I I can't play an electric slide guitar, um, but I certainly have the blues and have had the blues. And I think that that connects all of us, whether we're a great musician or not, we all know that feeling um, uh, and and can appreciate the music uh, in, in, in an equal capacity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we mentioned Buddy Guy. So you've got we've got a, another we've got some really great blues people who trace their roots here. You've got Lightning Slim, Slim Harpo, who Johnny Palazzotta has done a whole documentary on. You've got Tabby Thomas and Chris, his son Chris Thomas King, whose book about jazz and the blues is the one book one community exact selection for baton rouge coming up so we got a really good rich history and foundation there to for build sure. on yeah and when you talked about the the families whose names are iconic with louisiana blues the neils the yeah. the thomases the the uh the hogans yeah. mm-hmm. right i mean they're all around us and they have there's some that have gone already and there's mm-hmm. some that are their families are continuing that legacy and it's those those musicians that have also inspired per the slim harpo and other ones similar have inspired um you know, bands like the Rolling Stones, yeah. the Black Keys, uh, you know, mm-hmm. the Kinks. There have been a lot of bands that have been inspired by music that was created and written right yeah. here in this area. Eric Clapton will tell you, buddy guy. For sure. Was, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Absolutely. So what all is going to be on tap at this year's Blues Festival? Well, you know, last year we we sort of dipped our toe in the water of, of bringing uh, an international blues band uh, along to celebrate with the local and regional talent that we mm-hmm. have. So... This year we're bringing uh, a band from uh, from England, J.P. Bemini. He's coming in. Okay. So sort of, you know, something from across the pond. Sure. Uh, again, we have some wonderful local blues musicians. Sam Hogan's playing. Uh, Luther Kent will be closing it out on the Sunday afternoon. Yeah, that'll be fun. Uh, exactly. <laughs> and, and then we also have some other regional bands. Southern Avenue has won several kind of blues music awards. They're up for blues uh, band of the year with the with the Blues uh, wow. Foundation. Okay. Right. So um, so there's going to be some great talent out there. And again, we'll be in downtown Baton Rouge, several stages um, throughout the day on the Saturday and Sunday. And we'll also be celebrating the day before April 21st uh, with Live After Five. They'll okay. be presenting Chris LeBlanc, another great uh, local blues musician, along with Hannah P.K., who is uh, a, a Korean young woman who was inspired to learn to play the blues by watching Henry Gray. Oh, wow. wow. 
Yeah, and Kenny Kenny Neal actually cool. produced her CD that just came out over the past year. So there's all sorts of connections, you lots, know. Lots of little uh, threads. Yes. Yeah, so she'll huh? be playing a little earlier than Crystal Blonde that live okay. after five. So yeah, so we're trying to 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 do a little outreach and pull some of it in. Uh, while we're also celebrating that rich uh, local blues culture that we have. Okay, well, you mentioned collaborating with Live After Five. We're also teaming up together with the Arts Council. With <laughs> continuing. Sunday, continuing, right. Continuing this yep. family uh, with Sunday in the Park. Jonathan, tell us about the specific Sunday in the Park that's going to be with Blues Fest and then fill us in on all the rest of okay. the Sundays. So um, Kim has suggested a, a really great artist for... Um, Sunday in the Park on the 23rd. Is it that Sunday? Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Kristen Diablo, who we've... Is that, am I saying that right? Is it yes. Diablo? Okay. Yes. We've had her at Fest for All many, many years ago, and mm-hmm. she's wonderful. I'm glad she's still performing, but she's going to be the Sunday in the Park artist um, that day at Blues Fest. But kicking off the season... Uh, April the 2nd, we're going to start with After 8, a great top 40 cover band. And then the week after that, on the 16th, uh, a band that I have not heard of before but comes highly recommended to me is the New Breed Brass Band out of New Orleans. Oh, nice. I Googled them. I can't They're wait. very hip. I'm like, <laughs> okay, cool. I, I dig it. Um, and then Kristen on the on the 23rd, and then we'll close out the season with um, Will Wesley Band on April 30th. Okay. kind of What kind of music is Will Wesley? Will... Um, a little all over the place. Well, I guess I kind of say like um, southern rock. Okay, got a little bit of a blues twist, but okay. he's more he's more rock and roll. Um, kind of like a Leonard Skinner kind of maybe. Yeah, a little. He's got he he's got a lot of influences from different genres, and and it's amazing. He tours all over the world. I had mm. I had no idea. He's in Singapore right now. Wow. Um, from from Lake Charles to Singapore, he's all over the place. So, all it's, points in between. Yeah, and all points great, in between. Though. So, um, Sunday in the park is what time does that take place? Sunday in the park takes place uh, from two to five p.m. in front of the Shaw Center for the Arts okay. uh, in the Lafayette Park and Shaw Center for the Arts Plaza. Okay, um, it's free. It's open to the public. There are uh, Manship Theater will have a bar out there. Capital City Grill will be open serving food, and uh, they'll keep their bar open as well. And Dancing is encouraged. Absolutely. So, well, yeah. I've, after researching some of the group, I know after eight's going to have folks dancing. They oh, have yeah. a, they will bring their people and oh, yeah. they will fill the street. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is a given. That is a given. So, both of you, kind of, how do you come up with this? How do you curate a list of people to come to do this kind of stuff? I mean, when do you, as soon as it's over, do you start for next year? I mean, me personally, I try to I try to look at what our town or what our city has to offer, mm. and then you know I want to also in, introduce the citizens of Baton Rouge to new artists. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I think Blues Fest and Live After Five and Sunday in the Park have done a really good job of finding these random. Uh, there was a band I can't remember the name off the top of my head, but they they, I, they came here six or seven years ago and then they just blew up. When we first started Sunday in the Park, we had Trombone Shorty mm-hmm. here. I still have pictures of him second lining down Lafayette Street, and everybody oh, wow. were having a great time. And of course, he's a lot bigger, more expensive than than, <laughs> than what my budget will allow. But um, that's 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 kind of where I start, and then also being uh, conscious of, of diversity in in, mm-hmm. in our programming, um, so that you know everybody gets a chance to perform and, and show what talents they have. Yeah. 
I mean, I can remember when Chris LeBlanc, nobody knew who Chris LeBlanc was. Mm-hmm. And now all of a sudden, everybody knows who Chris right. LeBlanc is. Yeah. So do you kind of do along the same kind of lines? I mean, how do y'all cure it? Is it a committee that helps with Well, with I certainly, uh, we're, you know, we get input from uh, our board of directors. Mm-hmm. We have a planning committee that helps execute the festival that weekend. Uh, but, you know, there are people all the time that say, oh, you know who I've heard about? Or, you know, I was here and I heard this musician. And mm-hmm. so I think it always helps. And I'm sure Jonathan does the same, just kind of keeping a, an, a running research and development list for musicians. And, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, I agree with you, Jonathan, that, you know, it's always uh, we kind of go our rule of thumbs to try and try and book different bands every year. So not to have the same bands year after sure. year. Right? right. And I think there's plenty of musicians out there uh, to give us that opportunity. Uh, but also, you know, just looking at these ones that are on the cusp of breaking out. Yeah. When to your point, when you can afford them. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. Oh yeah. You know, Before I remember Samantha Fish came several years back for Blues yeah. Fest, and you wow. know her her rate is a lot different now. Yeah. Right. You know, and then I think the Blues Fest has also, uh, you know, tried its hand at celebrating some of the the bigger acts like you know Buddy has mm-hmm. come before. Yeah. Uh, Mavis was here a few years yeah. back, and mm-hmm. so I think you know every few years to to invest in, and some someone like that is is also on the table, but mixing that with the local and regional talent yeah. that you have. And also we look to the Blues Foundation and other blues festivals and who who are they tapping? Who who have they heard about that maybe we could feature here? And so that's always mm-hmm. a good gauge yeah. of, you know, a similar genre and idea um, for us to kind of look at it and see who we can pull in to expose our local audiences to yeah. as well so yeah. they know what else is out there. Because until I moved to Baton Rouge, I didn't know anything about blues sure this yeah. is a whole new and i think for a lot of people i i think that what we see is there are a lot of uh audiences and attendees that come that as long as they know and they're comfortable knowing whomever they're going to see is going to be good quality musicians <clears throat> yeah they're coming down for a free outdoor music experience yeah. and knowing that every band is going to be uh, uh, you know talented yeah. uh, but they also want to come out for the arts market and the kids area and the cuisine and all yeah. of the things that we highlight. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's also w- how we come at it also, knowing that we have good quality musicians. Yeah, yeah. The, mm-hmm. the public trusts you to, to present a good... I mean, that's that's what happens a lot with River City Jazz while... You know, it may, it's not, I'm not getting Duke Ellington or Count Basie here, right. but I've got this really, really great artist that you might not know about, but yeah. you trust us enough to, to present a good, uh, a quality show that you're still going to attend and... And enjoy it and leave loving that artist. Yeah, it's the yeah. same thing with yeah. Duke Ellington in the making. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can say, Seriously. I saw him before anybody knew who he right. was. <laughs> There's some bragging rights that can yeah, go absolutely. along with that kind of stuff. Absolutely. So, Kim, you mentioned the board, the Blues Foundation. Kind of, what are, I mean, aside from Blues Fest, mm-hmm. y'all, y'all do some other kind of stuff in the community. Can you sure, we we have done um, um, programs in school systems. You know, uh, one year we we specifically brought in local blues musicians who had attended respective high schools in the Baton Rouge area oh, and had them play music with uh, the band students, the choral students. Mm-hmm. Um, we've done a little more technical partnering with Blues in Schools program, which was facilitated 
here, right? And um, we've done, you know, our, our um, gala in the past honoring the Heritage uh, Awards of um, some local musicians and also ones that have, you know, gone on, uh, yeah. passed away. And so, yeah, we've done a variety of things. So, you know, the funds that we raise from uh, the Baton Rouge Blues Festival and, and really as a non-ticketed event, yeah. we encourage people to come on site, come to the festival, buy beverages from our vendors, um, from uh, buy merchandise, buy a lapel pin, only $10, sort of your, yeah. your unofficial ticket to the Blues Fest. <laughs> um, and that helps us uh, continue to uh, create this festival, which, you know, although it happens just one weekend in April, mm-hmm. it takes a whole year yeah. to plan it. So right. while you they only may see the culmination of yeah. it, it's happening year round. You don't just say the week before, oh, let's do this. Right, <laughs> yeah. exactly. A lot of planning goes into that. A lot of legwork. Um, you mentioned the pin. Mm-hmm. Uh, Last week, you guys unveiled the poster. We did for the t- for the Blues Fest this year, done by Randall Henry, yes. who is one of the great artists in our community. So. C- can, is that going to be available for sale? At yes, the- it will be on site, and people can purchase that at the Blues Fest. Right mm-hmm. now, it's available at uh, Brass by Circa downtown, right on North Boulevard, uh, leading into the festival. But we will have that at our merchandise booth uh, on the festival weekend as well. Okay. Jonathan, she mentioned blues in the school. One of the things that the Arts Council does is has jazz with the jazz musician program that we do, jazz listening room and yeah. all that. Mm-hmm. We 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 put. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so we we try depending on the the schedule. We try to get all of our jazz listening room artists and River City Jazz Masters artists to do uh, a master class or some type of school performance, like we're doing uh, jazz at Lincoln Center next Tuesday mm-hmm. in partnership with Manship Theater, and they're doing a school performance. Um, and just recently, we had Regina Carter go to Southern. Mm. Claudia Hayden went to Southern. Uh, we had the famous. My favorite, Bob Reynolds uh, of Snarky Puppy, went to Baton Rouge High School. And it's just, it's so cool to see these kids just absorb this information like mm. a sponge. And I, do, I mean, I had some experiences like that growing up, but also I think it's really beneficial for those those kids to hear. Mike Esnall told me, he said, man, every, I've been telling these kids everything that Bob Reynolds has just said to them <laughs> for the past hour. I've been saying that for the past six months. Mm-hmm. But Bob says it, and they listen. I'm like, if that's what it takes to get the point across... <laughs> and help them be better musicians, and that's what it takes. That's what it takes. That's what it takes. It's, it's like your mother can tell you something from now to doomsday, but right. you know when somebody else tells you yep. that, it means a little bit more. That's it. <laughs> We've learned to tune out that that same old, same old, same old voice. Right. So, Kim, remind us once again. Blues Fest dates and times? Well, in partnership with Live After Five, that's April 21st, and then the Blues Fest itself is the 22nd and the 23rd. And I would like to say we have two other events that are happening that that I consider Blues Bonus events. So earlier that week, on April 18th at LSU Hill Memorial Library, Mm -hmm. we're doing our Blues Lanyap event. And that is where we have uh, a panel discussion, and this year we're also adding a keynote speaker, and his name is Kevin Green, and he's uh, a renowned attorney Attorney and his his uh, and he's been he's been featured in Rolling Stone magazine. He's going to do a keynote on black music and the copyright House of Horrors. Oh, yeah, oh, wow. right. So that's going to be a great keynote there, and that's an event that's open to the public at yeah. Hill Memorial in conjunction with the Riley Center at LSU. Mm-hmm. And uh, right after he speaks, we have a panel discussion called Young Blues Blood, which okay. is four young up and coming musicians. Hannah PK uh, being one of them that I mentioned, but uh, 
young musicians that are coming up and sort of the what, what their influences are, what's shaping them, and what got them into the blues genre. Okay. So that'll be uh, at 5 p.m. that uh, Tuesday, April 18th. And then on the Sunday of Blues Fest uh, at noon, we are going to have a tent out on North Boulevard where we'll be hosting our um, blues backstage interviews throughout the weekend. Mm-hmm. So we're performers. When they're not performing, we have them scheduled to do more intimate interviews one-on-one. Oh, wow. But we'll also be screening a documentary uh, on Carol Fran, who's um, uh, a late blues musician, uh, but was, uh, you know, very critical and important in this uh, South Louisiana blues genre. So it's a documentary on her, and that'll be free on that Sunday at noon at the Blues uh, Backstage 10 on North Boulevard. And other than that, you know, we're getting ready to push our schedule out online, which shows the exact times and stages that the the musicians will be performing at. But our main stage is right there at Roar Plaza. We have a smaller stage called the front porch stage right there at the bus stop across yeah, from okay. uh, Jolie Pearl and then our um, LA one stage which is supported by the River Center this year mm-hmm. which is right there at North Boulevard facing up Lafayette Street okay. so those are our three main performance okay. areas all right circle April the Circle the whole month of April. There is something. There is something going. It's festival season. It is. It is festival season. Okay, guys, we thank you for joining us this morning for AC23, the podcast for the Arts Council, and we hope you will join us next Sunday.